waste no time and bring Adam in. Adam, not just a senior writer for the mothership and the worldwide leader of sports, ESPN, ESPN Plus, but also getting a lot of radio. These he's become a radio veteran on. Uh, I think he does more than the Big Twelve. I generally hear him on the Big Twelve Network on Sirius XM. Adam, how are you? I'm doing great, Robert. Yeah, just trying to uh, fool him on radio, but uh, appreciate you. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, and and I'd kind of been waiting for this uh, for this to get released. You you spent some time with Oklahoma State head coach Mike Gundy, and I know he he was. Uh, wanting to really talk a lot about and it's become a theme for him since the uh, Fiesta Bowl went over Notre Dame that hey we got a logo our logo's out there people know it uh, and he's wanting and he's getting a lot of cooperation from university president Dr. Casey Schrum and his athletic director Chad Weiberg uh, in um, taking taking a next level approach to Oklahoma State Cowboy football you turned it into the next level approach to the Big 12 which had to take a next level this summer when Oklahoma and Texas informed them they were going to the evil empire going to chaos in the SEC and uh, so in doing this story what 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 did you learn well, yeah, learned a lot. Um, you know, certainly uh, Mike's, you know, his openness with me was, was appreciated and understandable because he, he senses an opportunity for Oklahoma State uh, to, you know, be a leader or the leader of the new Big 12. And, um, you know, pointed to the, you know, it, it's not just a, a year like last year, but they've had a lot of success over the past 15 years. Oklahoma State ranked 10th nationally in total wins and winning percentage in the past 15 years and you know that's ahead of everybody else uh that will be part of the new big 12 and so i think mike senses you know, yeah there was a good season last year especially for the future members of the league but at oklahoma state they have to capitalize on it with with renewed investment and improved marketing and so does the rest of the big 12 and so you know in talking to you know baylor athletic director mac rhodes and also uh, some of the folks at the new members uh, they they really see this as a time robert where <clears throat> let, like let's let's capitalize let's go to our donors let's increase our corporate sponsorships let's let's build up our programs uh, so that when ex- whenever texas and oklahoma leave the conference that blow will not be as severe as initially forecasted. Now, you don't know how it's going to affect the media deal and, and, and those areas, but if these programs are as healthy as possible when the new Big 12 kicks off, whenever that is, that's going to uh, help its chances of long-term viability. Yeah, I assume uh, from reading the story, by the way, folks, it's it's a little bit of a novella. It's uh, it's It's got some length. There's, there's some length to it, and uh, it's not just filler. It's it's really really good material. Uh, that's my way of complimenting Adam. Um, but in Bob Bowlesby, uh, because I've sensed this in the couple of interviews I've had with Bob Bowlesby since uh, the world got rocked in July with with the uh, the Texas OU announcement, that there's some feeling there that there's light at the end of the tunnel. That the that the sun's going to continue to come up on Middle America and Big Twelve. Yeah, absolutely. I, there's a couple of ways to look at this, uh, Robert. You know, from a pure branding standpoint, they're they're going to lose big brands. I mean, you know, you can't like even Bob said it to me in the piece. You're, you're not going to replace Texas and Oklahoma from a branding standpoint. 
But from an on-field standpoint, it may not be that big of a loss. Obviously, Oklahoma has been really, really good in the Big 12 and you know, to a degree nationally, even though they haven't had any success in the college football playoff. But Texas, you know, you go back 10 years, I think they're 49th or, or in the 50s in terms of total wins, whereas all of the, um, the, the members you're bringing into the conference are, are ranked much higher. Now, that doesn't mean that once they get into the Big 12, they're all going to keep winning 10, 11, 12 games. But you're not bringing in you're kind of these, these weaker uh, teams. You're, you're bringing in teams that know how to win. And in BYU's case, a really long-term tradition of winning with a national championship and a, a national fan following. And so I think that's why it's so important to support those teams as they transition and make sure that they're doing everything that they can, and they are, to try to you know limit the, the rockiness. Because that's what some of the athletic directors told me from those new members, that, hey, if we're not ready and you get into this new league, you're going to get exposed because it is a different level week to week. Even for a program like BYU that plays a lot of uh, Power 5 opponents, Tom Holmel, their athletic director, told me, hey, we, we, we're a Power 5 program that operates on a group of five budget. That basically can't be the case anymore. So there's definitely an understanding of what has to be done around the, uh, around the landscape to, to be as prepared as possible. But I, I think you can make the case that, that this league will be as good or better on the field when, it, when it's formed in the future, um, e- even though there certainly are some legitimate questions about where they're at branding-wise, media-wise, marketing-wise. Yeah, and, you know, one of the things I've always prescribed to, I, I say always for a while now, uh, there's a senior associate athletic director at Oklahoma State, uh, Kevin Clentworth. It's been around. He was at Cal, and he was uh, at, at, at several different schools. And uh, a long time ago, Kevin, when we were, I guess when conference realignment first started, back in the, the, the days that things started to rock and roll, Kevin said, whenever you're going after a new school, you better make sure they do business the way you do. Don't bring in anybody that does business differently than you do. And what he's saying is, don't try and bring in a small-time operation to play in a big-time conference. And and I kind of think that's what the Big 12 did. I, I, I look at those four schools, and maybe not in every way, but in most ways, they're group of five schools that have operated like they were Power Five. Uh, you agree? Uh, yeah, I, I, and in, you know, again, Cincinnati has been a Power Five. At least it wasn't called that, but you know, they were part of the Big East. And so, I think for them, the jump, even though it's there, uh, is it, not as um, you know steep as, as maybe some other schools it would be. You know, I think UCF has been trending in that direction. Houston, uh, you know, is not far away from that. That, but but I think all those schools understand that that they have to get more. You know, whether it's donors and money and facilities and staffing. I mean, there's all areas of those programs that that, that, that that need to get 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 to the next level but I, I think there's a recognition of that and, and a, a belief that they can get it done you know talking with Chris Pesman from Houston the athletic director you know, said hey we are seeing more interest from our from corporations and maximizing the fact that we're in Houston and, and, and that you know all of our contracts open up when we move to conferences so we can renegotiate a lot of things and so um, I, I think there's 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 traits about all these members that uh, you can, can can get people excited, and, and quite frankly, I would I would point back to the you know that the Big Twelve had an opportunity to add these schools 
uh, you know, I think it was about five, six years ago and chose not to. You, you do wonder if things would have been different had they done that. It's, it's hard to, you know, go back and, and, and say, well, what if here? But, but that, that was one thing I was thinking about because uh, I, I do think that there's really uh, a lot of enthusiasm. And, and again, five years ago, BYU wasn't coming off of two top 20 appearances and Cincinnati wasn't coming off of a playoff. So, um, you know, adding them at this moment, especially if those programs continue to trend in a positive direction, is, uh, is exciting for the Big 12. Does it mean there's going to be a bunch of teams that win national titles in this conference? I don't think so. Does it mean it'll be a, a very competitive and exciting conference? Absolutely. And there's some other things that are going on. And Oklahoma State is in the middle of this in terms of the style of play uh, that, that have changed and improved in the Big 12, that it's a more balanced style. I mean, Mac Rhodes said that. It's not video game conference. It's a legitimate conference at this point, and that's a good thing for the future. Adam Rittenberg from ESPN with a senior writer uh, has written a, a story that has a, a huge OSU influence in it, uh, but it's it's generally on the future uh, of the Big 12, how it will look and, and uh, whether it will thrive in the future with the four new members coming in and, of course, Oklahoma and, and Texas eventually departing. Okay, from a more myopic stance, and, and, and I, w- I always kind of call myself, I mean, on the Cowboy Network and, and and I, I do a, a radio show that headquarters out of out of Stillwater, and I have a website that that covers Oklahoma State. So, am I a homer? Yeah, I'm a homer. Okay, uh, and I went to school here and, and all that stuff. But but I kind of like to say I'm a homer that has a, a pretty sizable dose of reality. Okay, from a more myopic standpoint, I've always felt like. The media has a say in, in your success. Let's be honest. If you're on ESPN and, and, and you're getting a lot of good positive time slots in the football season, and you're getting those because you're doing good, um, that has a big say. If, if Kirk Herbstreet on, on uh, game day is talking about you a lot, that that's that's huge. I mean, uh, and and same thing with Fox. You know, with with their their part of it. Uh, if they're coming to your campus and doing their show, th- th- those are all positive things. And same thing with the people who write. Um, in that in that you know vein, how much can Oklahoma State do? Because you know, I, I, we know those stats that you just spit out the last 15 years and where Oklahoma State's been. But I think a lot of people, even that are in the know around the country, don't always realize, wow, they're pretty good. I mean, how does how does a school like an Oklahoma State raise their visibility with, with the media industry? Because it's important. It, it is important. And I think, again, I think there's a uh, obviously there's a willingness component of, of of doing more with the media, and I think Coach Gundy you know, has a little bit more of that at this point. I also think that he feels like one thing I asked him, uh, and it didn't really get in the story, is that you know why, why are we having this conversation now? Why are we having this conversation a decade ago? And he said well, we hadn't done enough a decade ago, even though they were coming off of that great season in 2011. I think he feels that Oklahoma State has that body of work to really point to. And to uh, you know, be more intentional about telling their story over the course of a long period of time, and trying to you know kind of get get some of that attention through through that. That hey, this has not just been a one and done team. This has been a team that has won uh, you know over a 15 year 
span, essentially, with Gundy there as the head coach, and they've won in different ways. Now they're more of a defensive outfit. They've long been one of the more creative and explosive offenses. Um, and so, I, again, I think I think that that willingness, but also you know, being able to uh, beat a Notre Dame, to be able to beat Oklahoma, you know, which, which had been a problem for OSU for for a long time. But those, those types of moments are going to naturally generate some more attention. And, you know, and I think it'll be interesting to see how Oklahoma State will be viewed going into the season. Because one thing Mike and I talked about is how there are these certain programs that are like almost reflexively in the preseason top twenty-five, whether they deserve to be or not. And then there's a program like Oklahoma State. How many times have they not been ranked preseason or barely been ranked preseason? And they end up in the top 20, or in this case, the top 10, top 5. So that, that, that's all part of the, uh, the, the push that they're trying to make there. Uh, Adam Rittenberg, we need to wrap it up with him. But uh, I get the sense from you that you, you really – I mean, you, this is your job. It's my job, too. But that you love it, that you, you – you have a vested interest that you care about college football, right? Absolutely. Okay. All right. What concern do you have? And and my my listeners here are going to say, oh, Robert's going on that rant again. And I know I heard you and Ari talking about the Harson situation, and he showed up for the SEC coaches' meetings today in Birmingham. And I, I, I call the SEC chaos, you know, kind of like the old uh, sitcom way back in the day, which dates me, Get Smart. You know, the, the common enemy was chaos. And, uh, and that's what I, I consider the SEC. Are you concerned at all about the the future of college football and the way it's going down, you know, with, with you know, Greg Sankey? And because and, to be honest, I think the SEC is more powerful than the, uh, the NCAA is right now. I mean, way more powerful as, as an entity. And I think the NCAA is, I'm not sure they had, the, the last teeth they had may have been that penalty they gave the OSU basketball team. Uh, and, and knocking them out of the tournament this year. But is there a concern? And, and, and can you see a day when the other four Power Five leagues, I know there's three of them that consider themselves an alliance, but maybe the Big 12 gets in with that group and that they look at the, at the SEC and say, look, until you guys quit doing what you're doing, like in the transfer portal, because, you know, David Ubbin on The Athletic wrote a, a great story, I thought, with a lot of, uh, quotes that he didn't give names to. He just gave, you know, group of five, power five, coach, whatever. But there's a lot going on, and, and that's my concern, is that the SEC is out of control. What do you think? I yeah, want your I think opinion. I think there's, yeah, I, I get it. I mean, I think there's, there's definitely some legitimacy to that. I, I think there's some factors that aren't necessarily controllable as far as you know, uh, the, 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 the area of the country that they're in and how much college football matters, and certainly the proximity to talent uh, and elite talent. It, 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 a, lot of, a lot of it is concentrated in the South and the Southeast, and it's a, it's a place that is it's a league that's not going to want to relinquish much and, and, and always seems to want more. I always laugh, Robert, when 
when, uh, you know, people either that I work with who maybe love the SEC or people that work for the SEC, it's almost like they're craving for, for um, uh, attention or confirmation that they're the best. I, I don't understand why you need to do that. Who, 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 who's, who, you're, you're kind of arguing against nobody at that point. You're just kind of shouting into the air. Uh, but so that 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 that's uh, you know again, but that's that's kind of the nature of the SEC, and I, I I I do wonder what either the alliance or what the rest of college football can do to you know, try to neutralize that as possible. I do think um, you know certain programs improving, and I know USC has been a controversial one in the state of Oklahoma. But I do think USC improving uh, will will help mitigate that. Hey, Adam, to degree. Adam, it hadn't been controversial up here. Probably not. <laughs> Probably no. not, but that's but it's it's those kind of things because you know the I mean you mentioned the transfer portal T- technically the transfer portal is 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 open for everybody open for business um but but obviously the SEC has had great success I just don't know uh you know unless there's some type of national uh, edict or commissioner of college football you know to try to regulate it a little more I, I don't know how the balance of power you know changes a whole lot here going forward. When you know who sees himself as the future commissioner of college football, Greg Sankey. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, anyway, hey, I appreciate it. Great story. Uh, again, uh, I, I, you know, I sent it to a lot of my friends. Uh, I am an ESPN Plus subscriber, so it, it came up this morning, and and also you were on with uh, with Ari today, so um, it was it was a it was a good time to, to get a hold of you. But uh, I I appreciate you coming on, and uh, uh, look forward to maybe seeing you down here covering uh, a game or getting down here to Big Twelve country at some point. Yeah, I like that. It was a year where I I wasn't outside the Midwest a lot, so would love to get down to. Uh, Stillwater or see you at some point in the Big 12. So I appreciate it, Robert. All right. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate you. Okay. Okay. All right. uh, Adam Rittenberg.